You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on the Legal Talk Network. This is Jim Calloway, and I'm the director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program and a podcaster with the Legal Talk Network doing the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. Today's show is being recorded on location during the ABA's Law Practice Division Fall Meeting at the U.S. Grant Hotel in downtown San Diego, California. We are here to cover this event and its highlights for you, our listeners. Joining me now is Micah Bookdahl. Micah is the chair of the Law Practice Today board here at the section, and he is from uh, Morristown, New Jersey. Before we uh, get started, I wanted to ask you a little bit, Micah, about your professional career. Thanks, Jim. Um, right now, I'm, you know, I, I work with law firms on marketing and business development strategies around the country. Uh, but prior to that, um, I had practiced mostly in sports and, enter- and entertainment. Worked for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers as associate counsel. I worked for the NBA. I worked in the major indoor soccer league. And I actually worked in, uh, in sports and marketing and PR before going to law school at Temple University in Philly. Well, that sounds certainly like an interesting career. I'm sure you still have stories that you can't tell us. But uh, now that you're with the law practice division, uh, what have you been doing with the law practice division? Well, I've been uh, heavily involved in the division for about uh, 15 years or so now. Uh, worked my way through uh, various boards, various delivery boards. Uh, I chaired the division, uh, I guess, about five years ago now uh, and, uh, and have stayed active. Uh, the webzine, Law Practice Today, is a, a sort of a, one of my real loves uh, in the division just because it's something that uh, I believed in um, and I've seen it grow and sort of mature over the years from uh, – what was initially sort of a, what, what, what can I call it? Um, we, we didn't invest as much into it in, a, in the division in the early years as we do today. And so we've really grown it into a, a really high-end sort of a big delivery board item for the division. Well, that's great, Micah. And in fact, uh, you do not have to be a division member to uh, appreciate and subscribe to the uh, Law Practice uh, Today webzine. Why don't you tell our people, uh, listeners today, just exactly what that webzine is? Well, Law Practice Today, um, which we often refer to as LPT, uh, is a monthly uh, law practice uh, webzine. It's, uh, it's always every issue is available on the web at uh, lawpracticetoday.org going back uh, a, a number of years. But uh, it comes out each month. Each month we try to have a, a theme. Um, it might deal with young lawyers. It might deal with new partners. It might deal with uh, women rainmaker, the Women Rainmakers Workshop, uh, various uh, aspects of the division. And we really use it as a uh, vehicle to sort of cross-promote many of the things that we do, whether they're programs, whether they're books. Um, but mostly it's, uh, it's making sure that we hit all of our cores, technology, marketing, management, and uh, finance, along with uh, various other aspects of the division, diversity, career paths, et cetera. Um, and, uh, and it's got you know, great content, very good high quality content. We make it as, as a rule. Uh, nothing that's published in LPT uh, can have, um, it has to all be original. So it's all original content um, that hasn't been seen before. Well, that's very interesting. Do you have any idea how many lawyers uh, partake of the LPT on a monthly basis? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the most exciting uh, parts uh, this past year was that LPT, uh, beginning just this past summer, is now distributed to the uh, entire ABA email list. So we went from, you know, 50,000, 100,000 to uh, really approaching half a million um, so our goal at the end of uh, 2015 is to have a subscription rate of uh, 
uh, about a half a million lawyers uh, worldwide. Well, that's really impressive. And to our listeners, if you're not reading Law Practice Today, that means a lot of your uh, competition is getting information that you're missing out on. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's and it is great content, and uh, it's not just it's not just ABA members or law practice members. I mean, we really do uh, look for content uh, from various people and businesses throughout the world. Uh, I always encourage anybody that's interested in writing uh, to contact us because uh, it's not unusual for somebody that we've never met, that we've never heard of, that's not necessarily even a member, uh, to uh, come with a, come to us with an idea, and uh, we see it, uh, we make it happen, and see it to fruition. Well, you mentioned that the uh, ABA, obviously the uh, American Bar Association is the entity in which the uh, law practice division resides, but uh, I know some state bars have gotten involved in promoting law practice today as well. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. We have uh, what we call our syndication program, and uh, we have a number of state bars and uh, and various other legal organizations throughout the country. I think our biggest uh, state bar uh, participant is uh, the Colorado Bar Association, Um, but we've got uh, a a few dozen uh, bar associations that uh, participate in the syndication program, and it's great. It's a total win-win. Um, their peop- their uh, subscribers, their members get the content delivered to them, uh, co-branded every month. Uh, there's no charge to anyone, um, and so uh, you know we spread the spread the word of ABA and LP, um, and uh, their members get to uh, you know partake in our content. In addition, uh, we just started a new initiative uh, just uh, this summer, in which uh, many law schools are now receiving it. Um, and so we've got, I think, 30 or 40 law schools that are already signed up just in the first month or two. And our goal is to have at least 100 law schools by the end of, uh, the, end of the year. So between the law schools and the various bar associations and the ABA members, um, you know, that's where we're, we're looking to hit that, uh, that half a million mark. Well, that's a great plan and a great service to the legal community. If uh, a uh, law school, a bar association, or a lawyer's organization uh, wanted to participate and pass this valuable information along at no charge, how would they do that? They would simply contact uh, anyone off of the LPT or law practice page, uh, and they'd get to us. Um, so uh, you can look for my name, you can look for uh, the names of any of our staff, and uh, once we get contacted by an organization, um, our law practice staff people will immediately follow through with uh, getting everything that we need uh, in place. Well, that's great. I'm interested in the theme issues. Can you uh, highlight a little bit more for us, maybe a theme that hasn't been published yet that's upcoming or maybe the most recent one? Sure. Some of the themes are tied into various conferences that we put together. So, for example, right now the Women Rainmakers Workshop is going to t- is taking place here. So about two or three months ago we did a themed issue that tied in with this conference and with this program. We're doing the same thing uh, with December. December is the new partner the new partner issue, and that's tied into the new partner institute that we participate in in coordination with the Young Lawyers Division in April. Uh, so that's that, that's some of them. Uh, but otherwise, we sit around, uh, you know, at our delivery board meetings and brainstorm what we think people want to read about and what what's of interest and what's hot. Um, we're actually going to do an issue uh, this coming March on um, multicultural and uh, multi generational differences in law firms which uh, seems to continue to be a, a hot area. Like, it's one of those areas that's been around a while now in terms of dis- discussion and conversation, but it always piques interest. And um, I was so interested in that I'm issue editing that one myself. Usually uh, I oversee. Um, but uh, I thought it was uh, interesting, and, I, and uh, I signed up myself to, uh, to be the issue editor of that in uh, March 2015. Well, that sounds great. And uh, also, uh, I have been uh, know that sometimes uh, you even allowed to, 
uh, other entities to reprint articles and whatever. Does that happen much, or do we generally want them to have all of law practice today? Uh, no, we're we're very good in uh, a lot. Again, like our only our only sort of little pet peeve is that you know again it, it needs to be original when it appears in LPT. Um, but after that, uh, a lot of organizations, a lot of authors ask if they can use the articles uh, for part you know for their CLE for their own promotion, etc. And uh, we don't charge any uh, any kind of reprint um, fee. Uh, for, we just ask that you you know that you acknowledge the uh, the original publisher and the copyright, and you can do with it what you uh, pretty much what you want. Well, and, and maybe this impression's wrong, so correct me, but uh, uh, I've been involved in both the webzine, uh, Law Practice Today, and the magazine, and it seems to me that the webzine may be a little bit of an easier place for somebody who hasn't been published by the division, uh, somebody, as you said, we don't know to break in. Is that your view, too? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I think the you know, again, the nice thing is, uh, and as you know, Jim, just from your history uh, with the publications, too, is that to be you know to be honest like you know the 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 webzine many you know five six eight years ago was always sort of like the poor stepchild um to the magazine and so that's where you know like when you got rejected by the magazine it went to the webzine (laughs) and um and a number of years ago when we started changing you know when when as people start paying a lot more attention to the to the webzines um and as the and we cut down on the issues of the print magazine uh we increased our uh our effort and our focus and the money that we spend on putting together uh, the webzine. And so uh, among those things that we did was to, uh, you know, again, make sure that all the content was original, look for things that are a little bit different, make sure that it wasn't, um, it, it's not the same as the magazine, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're offering, uh, you know, unique uh, editorial content. But that's definitely true. I always tell people, like, if, if you have a good idea uh, for an article and you're, you're ready to write it and you can, you know, meet deadlines and, you know, et cetera, um, there's no reason that you shouldn't appear in there. And, uh, and it's not unusual for me to get unsolicited emails from people. A lot of times I'll get them from PR companies representing a law firm or a company. And sometimes they'll, they'll hit me right at the right time. I'll be like, you know, I'll need a technology article and I'll get an email from a PR outfit pitching a technology article and i'll be like guess what if you can get me that article in you know in the next five days and it's not self-promotional um you're in um so um you know so that that's definitely true and also we we do remind people on our production schedule that we typically assign an article about three months out um so if you if you're looking at the themes and you're you're interested in participating or contributing uh usually you want to be about 90 to 120 days out um and uh, and figure it out. The other nice thing too is that um, the issue editor, you know, the issue editors uh, on our board, you know, really have you know pretty much carte blanche. I don't think Andrea Malone, who's the uh, vice or the coach, I call her co-chair with me on uh, on the webzine. Andrea and I, you know, I don't think we uh, vetoed you know two things the whole year last year. Um, for the most part, issue editors really have the opportunity to uh, to really shape the webzine as they see fit. And so so you get a, a much different feel from month to month based on the individual and who they've selected and what they've selected in, in, in terms of articles. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's nice to sort of get that different, that different sense and that different feel from month to month. Well, we talked about subscribers and syndication and such. I don't want to confuse our listeners. If you've never heard of Law Practice Today, and, and you're interested in the content, is the only way you can get it just to remember to go to the website every month, or is there a better option for those folks? Oh, no. When you subscribe, you get it uh, in your inbox, uh, typically on the 15th of every month, give or take a day or two, uh, based on holidays and weekends and things like that. Um, but once you subscribe, again, you can sub- 
subscribe. You don't need to be a member of the ABA or LP, uh, or LP in order to uh, in order to receive it. And um, it's a nice, it's really a nice outreach tool for us um, to sort of spread the word on things that we do. Great opportunity to cross promote um, books, programs, conferences, meetings, etc. Um, and really, uh, you know, and and really help you know brand us um, to people that might not be familiar with the organization. Well, you can't argue with going from a few tens of thousands of subscribers to potentially a half a million at this point. So congratulations in that regard. Any other uh, comments you'd like to pass along to our listeners about either the uh, webzine or the division? Um, I mean, again, I've, I've been heavily involved for, you know, for 15 years or so. And uh, as you know, Jim, like many of us have been around for a long time. And I, I think you, out, you predate me by a pretty good amount of time as well. Not to age any of us, but um, <laughs> but uh, but you know we it's a it's um, a, you know a typical uh, dysfunctional family of friends and co- colleagues and cohorts that uh, they get together a number of times each year and uh, we enjoy seeing each other and uh, creating content and and being a part of the organization and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, it looks like we're, we've reached the end of our time today. I want to thank Micah Bookdahl for joining us today. Thank you, Jim, and thanks for uh, thanks for having me. If our listeners have questions or wish to follow up, can they reach you through the division, or is there another better way to get in contact with you? Sure. I mean, you can find me on the web. Um, my business is htmlawyers.com. You can go to the website there, or you can find me, uh, go to lawpractice, uh, lawpractice.today.org, and uh, you'll see my contact information there as well. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Jim Calloway. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.